Hi there. Hi. I don't know if you can hear the background, uh, but I'm in a hotel room on the first floor, and across the hall is the ballroom. And in the ballroom is what I can only assume is an Indonesian matchmaking party. <laughs> There's a lot of chanting. All the guys are wearing black suits with identical red ties, and nobody is dancing to a whole lot of Lady Gaga. Wow. That's more interesting than my uh, environment. Congrats. But where are my manners? Welcome, Wampus, and welcome, listeners. Yes, welcome. Yes, the weekly, somewhat. uh, Very weekly. Very. um, Thought Spiral Recap Podcast. And today we are reviewing Test Show 282. Yes. That is true. Um, I suppose makes this rough draft 282. Yes, this is the, as far as anyone knows, the 282nd time we've done this. By my records, yes. Yes. Um, strong episode. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it's just amazing in general to behold how Andy communicates and thinks because it's not how I communicate and think in ways. So it's, uh, it's become uh, interesting to track the, uh, the ups and downs of, of Andy's near monologues at points. It's like a, a fun neurodivergent, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I listen every week because I, I do, I love it. Still do. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what happened. I, I've had a very long day um, of lots of work, so I'm a, a bit frazzled. Well, I will I will I will feed you cues because I okay. took took notes myself during the matchmaking we, party. Uh, this was the first real week since uh, a lot of people were, were off of Twitter and uh, Josh talked about how Twitter's they're only for promotion and even as a promotional tool it's not very good yeah um I can confirm our ratings last week were just as high as all of the weeks where we tweeted hey come listen to not spider we didn't see a dip at all there you go yeah so. um yeah I like Andy mentioned that he was like my followers are down or, you know, or, or people I follow, you know, he has noticed the difference in numbers. So, and of them being me. So. Josh said that uh, it wasn't so much that he was losing followers. It's that he was losing his smart followers. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I, yeah, it's a, uh, it's an interesting thing. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see where this ends up. They started right away with something that, that hit me hard. And I guess this was a Doobie Brothers quote that a real singer can sing a song in any key. 
And boy, did that hurt because <laughs> I've got maybe three keys that I can, can manage. Well, let me quote uh, David Berman from Silver Jews when he said, most of my favorite singers can't sing. So, Oh, I, I loved him so much. Yeah. Um, I, I could go on about David Berman. I, I actually, my wife and I talked about him and that final video he made for purple mountains and just, you know, it, what ends up is, you know, just a profoundly sad story. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I wished uh, I wish his loved ones uh, peace. You know, it's tough to see someone, you know, so brilliant and who you love, just uh, you know, make a decision that that will hurt the survivors. So, yeah. but yeah, I will quote him all the times. One of my favorite things he said, and it was in a poem, is "Souvenirs only remind you of buying them." Whoa, that's <laughs> I, great. I say that in gift shops <laughs> to, to get them to say no. <laughs> to something. I, I, I genuinely laughed at a reference that maybe three or four people in the world would get, uh, probably you including. Andy talked about how his penis could cut diamond, and Josh said your penis couldn't cut Selma diamond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> so we we it, it, guys, if you find that funny, you found the right podcast. Yeah. We're simpatico. Yeah, um, Selma Diamond, strong uh, third act of a life. She uh, got lots of roles, oh, yeah. including Night Court. Um, and. I'm trying to remember. She was in a movie as like the secretary. Why? You're wow. you're gonna have to look that up because I don't know that. Yeah, but um, yeah, just a great character actress or actor, and yeah. <laughs> now I need your help on something because I listened to this twice and I couldn't figure out if they were talking about evening up the improv or the Ed Sullivan show. But they talked about how they would cut away to the crowd. And this one guy in the crowd had a bandage on his forehead. Yes. <laughs> and which just proved that they were using stock footage over and over again. Which yeah. show was he talking about there? That would be Ed Sullivan, okay. I think. I think they were talking about that. And I think uh, the reruns showing on whatever in TV decades, <laughs> which is a ominous I mean, sounding network. I mean, just ju just call it just call it Joe Namath wants you to call at this point. <laughs> yeah. Decades. <laughs> Decades. But uh uh yeah I guess when they repackage them to save money on some music they do the same uh music and then they also cut to the same crowd um to fit in at some points. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like they said, you know, hey, we could make $500 a week from this thing. Let's <laughs> put in, you know, $100 of work before. 
you know, I, I'm sure the margins are so small on what those things pay and what they have to pay. But I, I need to find that. I need to find those old Ed Sullivan's. I never watched Ed Sullivan. I, I don't know much about the show. It was a little before my time. You, you didn't sit around the uh, sit around the console with the family in your cowboy hat. <laughs> well, I was I was sitting and staring at the radio when with my uh, coonskin hat, listening to Davy Crockett. Boy, what a, I'm glad uh, that entertainment has evolved since then. I, I think we're reaching an apex of entertainment in uh, podcast recap podcast. We've, we're, yes. we're truly hitting the peak. <laughs> yeah. This is the ideal. Um, uh, before I forget, I do remember that the, the break was uh, Josh's very sad, poignant song about uh, his mom, what live, you know, his mom near in her last months. Okay, yeah, I, I'm glad you told me that because I could not figure this out. Seven steps down. Um, yes. Which uh, all I can picture is uh, Louis C.K. walking down the seven steps into the <laughs> comedy club at the start yeah. of this show, which I. I just assumed that's what this was about in a way. Um, oh, no. It, I guess I can't remember, you know, the first time he played it in what, you know, episode 25 or something they talked about. And it's. Baruch, can you confirm what episode that was? Get back with us. <laughs> and rough Baruch, we, we have. But. Um, and what yeah, happened to that? What happened to that thought spiral wiki that was supposed to be getting made? I don't know. I don't know. Um, We've done our part. Okay, okay. Yeah. So when Josh originally played Seven Steps Down. It, it, it's about like when he came back to stay uh, while his mom, you know, was facing hospice care or end of life care. And the Seven Steps Down is like maybe to where her room was from his or something. Okay. But it made me want, why not some weeks they play uh, some Andy clips from Wish I Was Bitter? You know, they used to do that all the time. I don't know if it's, if, if Spotify is fussing at them for that now. Yeah. And, and well, and Andy did, uh, you know, would sometimes send him, you know, recordings from his phone but he, he's not going up anymore but yeah. i just all week i've had in my head the from you know from wish i was bitter and he's the yes it's superman <laughs> uh, I, I said that today <laughs> nobody <laughs> had any idea what i was talking about yes it's, yes, it's superman, superman. <laughs> <laughs> and which is uh, one of the best bits it really it's so funny. I, I did describe my coworker today as faster than a tall building and able to leap over a single bullet. Oh, it's a uh, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm trying to think of uh, what what else came on during the first half of this. Um, there was Master some Cheech and Chong uh, discussion. Glenn. 
So yeah. I had never heard that. That's interesting that Cheech and Chong uh, took bits from the committee. What is the committee? What were they talking about? Now, the committee the committee was some comedy group. They might have recorded. They were like, uh, they're not like Fire Sign Theater, more like Ace Trucking Company. Okay. Um, and I can't remember which one had uh, Michael McKean, Michael McKean and Harry Shearer. Um, Gosh, I thought Fire Sign Theater was late 60s. They released up to the, you know, well, and then even up to the late 70s. My, but, my late friend Pat tried and tried to get me into them and to no avail. Yeah, it's, uh, that's one where I also think you have to have the right headphones uh, to listen to the fire sign because it, it is two-channel comedy mm. and it takes concentration. Uh, I've heard some fire sign that I really thought was funny. And also on Amazon Prime, I don't know if it's still going on. Amazon Prime has the weirdest things available. But one thing they have is called Hot Shorts, which is kind of a mystery science before mystery science that Fireside did, where they you know, took these old science fiction serials and they dubbed their own dialogue to it. Okay, okay. There's some really funny stuff to it. Um, I'm not sure this has come up before, but in the mid-80s, did you happen to watch Turkey Television? uh, Remind me what that was. It was uh, Nickelodeon after school. It was a lot of overdubbing, and uh, like they would show these 30-second long German cartoons, and it wasn't quite a sketch show, but it was just, here's some public domain stuff that we have. This sounds like I might have watched it a few times. Yes. Could not I get enough of it. Faintly remember this. Um, I, I have to, and, and this is just a product of my life circumstances, I have to take task with Andy about Teach Marin's performance on Nash Bridges uh, because I faithfully faithfully watched Nash Bridges because, <laughs> because it was on Friday nights when I had a baby oh <laughs> man uh, Nash Bridges and that was with Cheech yeah yep. Cheech, Don Gone. Johnson Yasmin Bleeth that's about it. That is a that's a strong lineup, but it yeah. Was... But going back to this, Cheech and Chon taking material. Yes, and, and also that the, um, yeah. I this is you know I've had the theory that Andy you know amplifies some things and some sentiments uh, whispered by other comedians. You know, my theories of why he goes after some comedians who seem harmless or not worthy of of invective. There, there, yeah, there's, there's some comics I only know of because Andy doesn't like them. Yeah. I would never and, have heard of them otherwise. So I'm wondering if someone had muttered, like, 
well, that was a, the committee got ripped off or something. It's, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I, uh, yeah. Did you have any Cheech and Chong albums? Uh, no, that was not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my, I think my cousin had one hidden, but that's as far as it went. Yeah. I borrowed a friend's couple of his sets. They weren't, they weren't the greatest, but, uh, I will say Up in Smoke is one of the funniest movies of all, of 70s, for sure. All and, right. Uh, and it it did the, the 70s. So the 70s, they took some genre movies and they would add, you know, like The Godfather took the gangster movie and added, uh, you know, believability and stuff like that to that. And then you know, war movies with, uh, you know, even starting with MASH, you know, war comedy, and then, you know, serious war movies like, uh, you know, Apocalypse Now. They, you know, became different um, during the 70s. And I think Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke was uh, that for like Three Stooges. And it's like, how do we make the Three Stooges believable? Huh. It's like, oh, just make them really high. And that <laughs> that explains why they act like that. Okay. And the, the, yeah, but I think Up in Smoke is one of the funniest movies of all time. Fair they enough. And then, and then the most diminishing returns of every subsequent movie. It's unreal. I, what, what was it Josh said? Comedy has no shelf life. Yeah. That, yeah. That's somewhat true. There's still, yeah. You know, that, 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 that's a bold thing to say on your 282nd episode or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, I will say, you know, I could, I could name a few things, but then they would be the exceptions that really prove the rule, you know. Sure. So, I once again I'm taking an issue with Josh. He was griping about how all the polls were wrong. The polls were within like one percent on every race. Where where is he getting this idea that polling isn't working anymore? It polling proves itself over and over and over again. It just seemed like kind of a weird throwaway thing that he said. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's that um, it's becoming one of those conventional wisdom things that, you know, are actually wrong. You know, I heard one this week, someone complaining about uh, Amy Klobuchar and that it was her fault that Al Franken had to resign from the Senate. You know, what? yeah, and that's just not true. It's just uh it's just um it's looking for a scapegoat and then also that he only resigned because he took one naughty picture which isn't true also you know so yeah there's these things i i uh i didn't know that the polling was that accurate i i didn't pay attention 
I keep closing my eyes, but I, uh, I'm saying one percent. Please don't check my math, but okay. I I didn't see any surprises. Yeah. Anyway, ba, 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 ba. um, right at the wire, right when they were recording, uh, they found out that Gallagher died, and they spent yes. a few weeks on that, and I don't know. I expect I expect more Gallagher content. Yes. Uh. The Gallagher part was funny because it started with them finding out and speaking uh, with tact and respect. And then, and then finally they're like, oh, I heard he was just not pleasant in any which way. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I don't know. Martin Marin, you know, re-released his Gallagher interview from 2011. Uh, yes, I've heard I've heard rumors of that interview. It's uh it's the moment Mark Marin made me laugh the hardest was when Gallagher storms out and Mark Marin goes, Oh come on, Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It it's so well done. And and Marin's, you know, totally in the right. He, he just presses him on, like, why would you come up and tell these bad street jokes? And and Gallagher is just, it's not a, a you know, it's not a good day for him. <laughs> he, he doesn't acquit himself. But, um, yeah, um, I posted this story on Facebook, but I'll, I'll tell it here. Is, oh, please do. Um, once when I was dropping off a friend my friend's college who went to college with my friend and these were the days when you could drop them off at the gate and we were walking back after dropping them off and and some plane had gotten off and so there were a bunch of uh people who had just landed walking alongside us you know they were walking to baggage claim and i looked over and there was a, a, a like a, a California looking woman in a sundress, but just kind of looked odd a little. And I was just, I was just looking over at her and I'm sure lost in thought. And, uh, and then I realized I could tell in my peripheral vision that her boyfriend was staring at me and I look over and I, I see the face and I was like, wait, that's Gallagher. You know, he's wearing the hat and he's got the mustache and the hair. And I was like, oh, no, and I'm Gallagher's, you know, giving me the stink eye because I'm staring at his girlfriend. And then I realized that, that it was Gallagher, too. Uh, Gallagher's <laughs> little brother. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm glad Gallagher, too, landed a girlfriend. Good for him. Yeah. And I actually... I had a zine in the night, you know, in the early nineties and I, uh, I finagled an interview with Gallagher too for it. Claiming, claiming I was with some, I made up a generic name for a paper. I, cause I just wanted to hear a story. And, uh, and then I heard from a, a, a comedy writer, a friend's dad was a comedy writer who, actually wrote a few jokes for Gallagher 
but it seems like the story was that Gallagher too, Gallagher's little brother, was going nowhere, not doing so hot. And Gallagher said, well, you know, I'll play these big theaters and, and places if you want to do play clubs, play smaller clubs and do my material. And but you can't do the sledgematic. You can't, you know, right, right. smash fruit. Well, of course, people show up to Gallagher too, and they have trash bags and they they're yelling for him to smash fruit. And I think finally he just relented and, and started doing it and didn't bother telling his brother that <laughs> he felt he had to. And that, I think, caused the huge between the two. On that note, uh, let's iron out the details of me touring as Wampus 2. Okay. Well, you would have to play smaller venues than me, which I, I don't play uh, venues, so... Well, how, how about uh, Indonesian matchmaking parties? Yeah, go over there and say your Wampus too. Um, it reminds me of when, when Andy played the Orthodox wedding. <laughs> that got really united. Both sides hated me. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of the classics. Um, yeah, um... Yeah, I, I I did like that, and I I, I can't wait for further uh, Gallagher tales. I'm also looking forward to Andy's reaction to Chappelle on SNL. Yeah, which I actually watched this week. I haven't watched in a very very long time, but I, I watched that particular train wreck. Don't tell the Nielsen family because I don't want to reward. Uh, yeah, but uh, wow, Andy's going to be upset. It was not pleasant. The, now, this I'm going to give Gallagher a compliment because Gallagher did, was it 12, 15, 18 one-hour comedy specials? Right. And it never devolved into him obsessed with and and denigrating a, a segment of the population you know his street jokes came later okay so the Chappelle thing is just you know if he had a time machine would he go back and say you know what I'll do three comedy specials <laughs> you know instead of four because uh, yeah I just think he's run out of material I it's the weirdest deal um yeah i it, it's sad because he has been the best comedian around it's kind of sad to see it is it's it's frustrating too you know to see talent squandered um <laughs> i i'm thinking about emailing a question to the guys now Yes, I, I emailed a question to them this week. I've done that uh, the last time I was off of Twitter. I did that, and they didn't check their email back then, but they uh, Josh hinted that he's going to be looking at his email for questions. Yeah. So we will try it that way. And I threw in a Dan Wade says at, at the top of it, just so that uh, 
that they, they they give credit where credit's due. I don't want them reading my email address or anything. Yeah, then they'll be good. Speaking um, of, I once got a resume where the guy's email address address was sludgemaster69 at aol.com. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, once a woman came in to apply for a job and she was wearing a shirt that said, I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> I think she just wanted to collect unemployment. So yes, uh, I, I applied for work. Yeah. Hey, before we go to our musical break, um, I, I I I did get a, a a reaction from you after the fact last week when when I played Joel Gray's uh, glue song. Okay, yeah. And so I, I've decided I should probably make you listen to 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 this week's Christmas song live. Okay, and what was the song this week? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of choices. Okay. We, we have Jim Backus doing I Was a Teenaged Reindeer. And we have little Johnny Alvin singing Santa Claus Wrecked My Electric Tray. Um, boy. <laughs> boy, this is like, do I take the gold or the diamonds? I, I know. Let's, let's go with Jim Backus. All right. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. And boom. Ho, 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 ho! Oh, this is going to be the merriest Christmas for old Santa. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride. Oh, I swear, I swear, I swear. Cool it, Dad. Cool it. That is from Cobbsville. Huh? Oh, who are you? I'm the teenage reindeer, Dad. And uh, I'm going to help you dole the loop this semester. I'm going to latch onto your wheels for this gig. Oh, wait a minute, son. What about my steady reindeer? A Dasher, Prancher, a Dixon, a Bixley, Cromach, Cooper, and Switzer. Man, you've really been away. Don't you know they quit and formed an advertising agency? See, uh, they was too old to cut that around the world in 80 minutes bit. Well, uh, well I've still got room. Not that red-nosed cat. He's loaded enough now without taking on yours. You mean you're planning to pull my sled all by yourself? Why not, Dad? I honed the heads. I, uh, you know, like ground the cams, stuck on dual glass packs, raked the chassis, chromed the mill, and uh, painted the whole job with 30 coats of candy apple red. Like we really gonna be tooling it, man. Whatever you say, young fella. However, here's the pile of presents for all the little folks out there in, in Yuletide land. Yuletide land? Gee, who writes your dialogue, Dad? Little orphan Annie? Let's see now. The bugles and xylophones for your little boys. And dollies and skates for your little girls. Oh, no, no. Lose the xylophones and bugles and skates. Yeah? The young cats want bongos to play. And uh, little chicks, you know, they got eyes for hot biscuits made by Cookie and Elvis. Hot biscuits? <laughs> Cookie and Elvis? <laughs> what are they? And the Jolly Bakers? 
Oh, Chris, you really cringle. Oh, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I'm meaning to, to jive your drift. I'm ready now to hip the bit, bug the whale, cool the dig, blast the scene. Yeah, bring something round, and we'll have a ball. We're going to be the most substantial. Am I with it, Ladio? Yeah, man. You're with it. Like Mary. Like ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wait, say that again? 65 degrees in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 65 degrees in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was Jim Backus. Um, that that was, you know, when John says comedy has no shelf life, um, that somehow has improved greatly over the years. I, I kept wondering how old was the person who wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess that when they. St- started people were uh, using megaphones to sing through because boy what I really liked was how uh, out of sync all the dialogue and feeling was from the music behind it yes yeah there was no connection between the two I, I get the feeling that Jim Backus did this in one take Oh, <laughs> maybe even less somehow. <laughs> I, 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 and I, I've spent a lot of time Googling Kooky and Elvis, trying to figure out what the heck he's talking about. Yeah. And all I can find is a sports talk team in Lima, Ohio, that it's Cookie and Elvis, the mornings. So I may give them a call tomorrow. And see if, what if they know anything about the etymology of I was a teenage director. I'm going to give you advice. It's Lima, Ohio. Oh, thank you. They'll think you're, you're, they'll think you're a regular in town. Oh, my goodness. Boy, that, that could have been a disaster. Questions. <laughs> Let's start with the questions that people uh, asked Josh and Andy. I especially laughed at, at uh, I think it was Pickles talking about people doing the wordle. Oh yeah. What was the there was a big twist. It, it, right? it, it was talking about refugees being shipped off to Cape Cod which shows how how far ahead of time Pickles writes yeah. her material. But that's it. my question about these refugees is how many of them do the wordle? Yeah. <laughs> That, uh, that, that's good enough to be a running joke. I hope it resurfaces with other questions. I hope so. In other populations. There was an interesting uh, question about do Twitter friendships count? Yes. And how did they answer? They said that they don't count, but they can grow into something. That seems about right. I, uh, to, me, to me, it's like asking do Tinder relationships count? I mean, how else do you meet people anymore if it's not for Twitter? Yeah. It, it, yeah. That, yeah. I uh, it's a it's a good good question. There are people I know from Twitter I would say, "Oh yeah, they're my friend." Yeah. 
So, okay. Yeah. I, I want uh, to ask you a question that they were asked. Okay. What's the oddest thing you've ever done in a pickup truck? Oh, um, hid, um, uh, for 10 hours in the back while on drugs. What about you? Uh, oh, nothing that exciting. I don't know why I'm the one caught off guard. I'm the one that had the question prepared ahead of them. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, great content there, Wade. Good job. Thanks, Dan. Um, I, I copied your call for questions on, mm -hmm. onto my Facebook and I'm going to edit mine down to like four. Okay. I've got three or four. So, uh, I'll, I'll start. Holly Sisterton asks, will you leave Twitter? If so, where will you go? For instance, Mastodon. I actually started a Mastodon account the other night and immediately got bored with it. So I, I don't see that getting in the zeitgeist. You know, Holly Sisterton yeah. and I uh, were on uh, LiveJournal together. We saw that rise. We saw that fall. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what pops up in the next few years. But I, I don't see yeah. going back there. Yeah, I I signed up to Mastodon. Um, I just I can't figure out how to find people. I know. Um, so I follow three three accounts, and uh, yeah, and so I'm not really going over it. Um, I have been checking my old Tumblr. Um, I the thing I like about it is how removed from current events it is especially my old tumblr you know i'm like you know i'm following a site 70s sci-fi art tumblr and cliff nesterov's old showbiz which he is a freak you know he updates frequently with you know a treasure trove of pictures in fact my twitter avatar came from that oh uh, okay that alan ludden on password saying Twitter. Twitter so yes. um yeah, I mean why does something have to replace it, you know? It, especially when, you know, stepping away from it, you realize how um it made the quality of information um you know the only advantage is the imme immediacy of information. But that also was a, a big I don't need that you know yeah I, I can have it processed and vetted so I don't need that so yeah just uh I'm gonna read more books so um let's see Eddie Tafoya uh from New Mexico he uh he asks why is there something rather than nothing? Well, I think that's because nothing is everything. Okay. Um, I think it has something to do with um, uh, imbalance. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> There's, um, it, it just seems like it was destined that uh, within the 
the bounds of the universal law that something had to exist. But I'm I'm just a guy who sells cheese. All right, your turn. Steve Brotherton writes to clarify uh, his question from last week. Last week he asked if it was the first time Wheel of Randy had gotten mentioned on the podcast. And we said that it had he was talking about was it the first time Wheel of Randy had gotten mentioned on Thought Spiral. And um, to clarify that now they keep they brought that up seven or eight times. They've been very, very good publicity for me. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. And, and I don't like any of these other questions that I've gotten. So we'll let you close it out. Okay. Well, then I'll, you know, let's just make this short. Let me, um, boy, because he, when I asked for questions, people were like, post, uh, you know, I don't know. They're quoting songs or movies. Um, let's, I'm looking through. Um, oh my God. I mean, just people, come on. Um, so I'm going to ask, Ty Cam asks, how do you feel about unreliable narrators? Um, uh, well, I, I think you're asking two people that uh, unreliable narrators are near and dear to their creative lives. Yes. Um, I, I would say just by the nature of humanity, almost all narrators are unreliable. Um, sometimes you don't know they're unreliable. You read a, a, a narration by them and uh, and who knows if they made stuff up. But there are some books where it, it's really revealed that they're unreliable. And I think uh, I think sometimes uh, they're very good. <laughs> I can think of an example that I'm quite fond of. Yes, I can too. Um, I'm talking about rednecks. No. <laughs> and I was talking about rednecks. And uh, we don't we don't talk. Okay. And then someone asked, whatever happened to the hothouse flowers? That I don't know. Never on my radar in the first place. I was too busy watching Nash Bridges. I, now, were they in the uh, kind of the Manchester scene? Was that one of those bands? Uh, yes. Yes, they were. They, they, they invented Scott. <laughs> I, I was behind uh, the vanity plate that says Scott today s-k-a i uh that's all it said yes and i drove an extra block to try to take a picture of it but uh i i I have to tell i have to tell a bumper sticker story okay uh i i I used to walk by this car uh every day uh, on the way to to my uh campus or off-campus apartment and it was just this beat-up car and it said, the bumper sticker said, in his name, cancer dies, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Oh, now, I saw this <laughs> for months, just months and months and months. And then one day I walked by it and they had scraped off the in his name, cancer dies part. 
So all it said now was Jesus Christ. I was like, did oh. I just walk past? Did I just walk past a Tom Waits song? What's going on? <laughs> uh, my favorite bumper sticker I've ever seen was one that said, uh, "Hang up if you're horny." <laughs> And a happy Thursday to you, Limeland. Welcome here inside the Basement Doctor Studio. And thank you so much for joining us for today's edition of Cooking the Monster here on Lima Sports Radio 93.1 The Fan. However you are joining us, whether we are on